0: Welcome everyone to the Apocalyptic Podcast. I'm Steve. He
1: is Doctor Van Beek. No, Wait. no, Larry. what am I? What am I at this? You can be thing?
0: anyone you want to be. This is Canada, a great and wonderful nation.
1: Actually, there are a lot of advantages to living here. It is true. Yep. Other than the nurses at the health center, <laughs> <laughs> yell at me because <laughs> those people we can't stand. I, I can't get past.
0: But other than that one person out of thirty-two million,
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. That is true. Oh, oh no! Oh no! No! no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hang on a
0: second. See, I think, think got there's got more than one.
1: faculty at pretty much any school I worked at. With.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: oh, oh, that is my cloud of witnesses. Team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's your cloud of witnesses right yeah. there.
1: You and I have a great cloud of witnesses, but. But they're not silent. <laughs> yes. Well,
0: folks, you got to admit, you got to appreciate the brilliance of my good friend Larry here because he worked in the first verse of Hebrews 12 right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, my friend, we're talking about Hebrews 12. And, of course, if Hebrews 11 was the faith chapter, this is not the faithless chapter, but it is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, it's close. It's very close. No, no. No, no. On this chapter... He's gonna. He's gonna yet again tell us to hang in there. Yeah. And not and not grow weary and in be indecent to people. Yeah. Which is very suitable for me today. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I haven't grown weary in being decent to people. I, I, I've just not been decent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. <clears throat> I was thinking as we step through this, like as we've stepped through this, these pieces of Hebrews where he said, you know, you know, endure and just keep on. It's interesting how it reflects back to what we talked about in Revelation because it's the same message, just at a different point in time, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Well, yes, Steve. That's a good point. the The first uh, the the letters to the seven churches all have to do with entering and overcoming to he to him who overcomes, I will I will grant. Right. Yeah. And so there's a very much, and those people were struggling to the point of death, and he's going to talk about, or the author here is going to talk about something similar. So, yeah. well-made,
0: well-made point, Stephen. Yeah. Well, uh, well. hey, it's your podcast. I'm just agreeing with you that you've done a good job. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you would have thought we talked before and set this up, but we never said anything. Before.
0: No, no. That would, <laughs> that would assume that planning takes place, and that's not our way. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so, folks, we're going to start off in verse 1, because that seems logical. Uh, Hebrews 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God.
1: Isn't that great, Steve? Mm -hmm. Sure is. So as these these believers are, are running this race, uh, the author is suggesting there's this cloud of witnesses. And um, most of us will say that the cloud of witnesses are the people from chapter 11, hmm. right? And the idea of witness uh, here could could come in two ways, right? Uh, some people think that they're just kind of around us and they're watching us. They're witnessing witnessing. witnessing <laughs> We're witnessing witness. <laughs> Whitney, Whitney, Houstonists—they're—they're Houston, Houston, they're watching us as we go about our 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 faith race, and you know people would love that. They'd love to think you know everybody that died is is up there watching us and stuff like that. The other way of looking at it is to say um, they were a witness because they did it. Mm. They they made it, and that's a witness to us that we can also make it. Okay. Right. And the Bible is, is not, not not forgiving. That's a great way to say it, Larry. <laughs> Let's say the Bible is not forgiving. The, the Bible will point out all of their, their foibles, as well, or some of their foibles as well. Right. Like Abraham, you know, had his foibles for sure, right? Yeah. Moses had his. You know, these, these, these people were normal people yeah. in, in every way. But they made it. So either either they made it, that's the witness, or they're around looking at us. And it could be both. Yep. right. So we've got this um, this cla- uh, this this group of witnesses. So let's run the race that's set before us. It's nice that uh, the author picked up on on that on sporting events for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, this is um, this is from not from the coliseums, but from from the from the sporting events that went on. Right, and they they went on. You know, before the first century, you know, the uh, Olympic games and stuff and after the first century as well. So the, and there were games in all of the Greek cities and, and the Jewish people knew about this. Yeah, okay. I remember oh. Jewish people would get their circumcisions reversed so that they could enter into these games. Really? Um, yeah, well, I don't know if it's true. It. I heard it, I saw it in a movie. <laughs> I was didn't a, see it in a movie. I, I read it in a book or something. It was I on thought, Facebook. Ah, maybe that's true. <laughs> it was on Facebook.
0: Um. Was, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, they don't... They don't that was in the Greek games because they, they did all their games in the nude, right? Right. And that's why you'd have to, obviously, that's why you'd have to do that. Yeah. However, the whole idea is you're running a race and, and and a runner will will do everything to not have any hindrances yep. when, they're, when they're doing the running, right? So so that's what he's saying here. He's saying in your faith, do the same thing. Get rid of the stuff that's going to hinder you from from finishing this race and finishing it well. Mm. Kind of nice, eh? Yeah, yeah. Nice. It's beautiful. Um, you get a Chuck Swindoll; he'll do a fantastic job of this of this portion of scripture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, With with his illustrations and everything, L- yeah. I actually love his preaching. Yeah, me so too. Me too. Yeah. yeah, and his
0: voice was pretty cool too. So
1: he had a good voice. He did. Yeah, he had, yeah. A, good,
0: he had a good radio voice almost.
1: Um, oh. <clears throat> okay, as, as as so as you do, as as well you do, Steve. Thank you. So, Okay,
0: verse 3 before we verse three, are, you know, caring about each other. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. Anyway,
1: um, <laughs>
0: consider him who endured from sinners such great hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. In your struggle against sin, you have not resisted to the point of shedding your blood, and you have for- forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. Receives.
1: And Now, the rest of it is going to continue along the same <laughs> vein, but we'll just pick up a little bit in verse 4 there, right? Okay. Because remember he said, uh, the author said, you know, do away with everything that's hindering you. And now they're saying, um, consider him who endured sinners and such hostility. That's Jesus, of course, right? Yeah. If you consider Jesus, that'll help you not to be faint-hearted. But I like this," he says. "You know, you guys haven't even resisted to the point of shedding blood. Like, like you're wussy Christians, is
0: what you are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Try harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, many, um, many of the of the disciples in the first century. So, you know, all the followers of Jesus. They they were beaten, right? And and many of them were killed. And right. actually. Um, if you read like Fox's Book of Martyrs and stuff, he'll they'll they'll talk about the way the way they were killed, right? Okay. You know, and this would have been just around the time that Peter died, mm. that the book was written. Sim- similar period of time, maybe just after Peter's death. And he remember he was suggested that he was crucified upside down, and right. And so he's saying to them, many of your Christian, your fellow Christians, have died and they they have shed their blood, mm-hmm. but you haven't got to that point yet. Yeah. And now he's going to talk about God treating us um, as, as children that he loves. And this will not fit a modern audience. Mm-hmm. I, I, I cannot bring this to Aurora College, you know, next week and talk about this kind of discipline. Right. Their, their people would have got it because they actually did discipline their children. The yep. comedians still talk about it, you know. The comedians remember remember Russell Peters.
0: Yes, that's uh, right. He would. They
1: beat your kids. You <laughs> got, you got to beat your kids because, you know, they're 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 at school with all these kids from all the different countries of the world, and and um, all those kids are getting beaten at home. And <laughs> yours yours are harsh harsh words. Yeah. But his point was that they used corporal punishment in many cultures. Yeah. 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 Um, we just don't do it in Canada anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And. And for me even joking about it, I could get in a lot of trouble. <laughs>
0: That's right. That's right. Even though you and I were beat as children or so well I'm not, I wasn't beat too bad
1: but. I was treated pretty you know I, you know my dad treated me pretty pretty good. He, yeah. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't and you know and I didn't do it to my children either. Yeah, yeah, since I only have one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but other people's children, no, I digress. Verse I digress. seven. <laughs> it is for discipline that you ha- that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom the father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not more, much more be subject to the father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short period of time, as it seemed best for them, best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, that we may share in his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it.
1: That's something, huh? Yeah. Um, so again, the whole point is, and I like this that that God is disciplining us so that that we will become better people. Right? Yeah. Our fathers disciplined us, and we respected them for it. It almost sounds like it sounds like a joke out of Monty Python. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> We ate dirt,
0: and we loved it. And we,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Our dad killed us every night, and in the morning we got up and went to work. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but but maybe because because our audience would disagree with corporal punishment. Um, so if if that's the case, then let's just use discipline as, as a disciple is actually a student. Uh, discipline actually means a learner, someone who's learning. And, and this is the way that our fathers have been teaching us. And so whether, whether it's corporal punishment, if, if people can handle that kind of thing, or if it's um, other kinds of discipline, right. that's not punishment, because I know that that offends people as well. Um, it's saying that God is trying to mold us into the people that we have yep. to be. Yep. And, and it's not always pleasant. And he says it's not pleasant to be molded into the kind of person. You know whether it's lectures from your mom and time in your room or whatever. Wow, well, some rooms are pretty nice, but it, it's, it's not. It's not a pleasant thing to know that you've offended the one that you've offended your mother and father. That's always going to be right troublesome for a child. Yeah. So that way, I can I can take it, the corporal punishment out of it for those that, that really that upsets them, because their their background is being you know being beaten um, yep. and not just being yep. disciplined because that's yep. not the same thing. You know, and um, and just say, the the father the father is is molding us to be what we have to be, and sometimes that's painful. Yeah, no, and that's what God God is doing with us as well. Yeah.
0: Now, Lair, was the Jewish society also a shame based culture? Like, would shame play into this as well?
1: It sure sounds like it when you talk to Jewish pe- people or hear hear the comedians and stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kind of think every culture is a shame-based, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Well, in some ways, yeah. I mean, Yeah. In some ways. gone out of vogue in our society, but.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Which is a good thing as well. But but the idea, I think for the Jewish people, I don't think they all did this kind of stuff because there's, there's many places in Scripture that says you need to discipline your kids. Remember? Yeah. In the Proverbs, if you don't discipline your kids, they're not going to grow up properly. Right, right, right. And one day they're going to get killed. Now that's another thing with their culture is when you grew up if you didn't act properly, you got killed. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it was it was a little more than than what happens to people today. Yeah. Yeah. In in this country. Okay. Hmm, interesting. So but but the big thing here, of course, is God is disciplining us because we're his children. And the point, you're not illegitimate, but you're sons, and that's why you're being disciplined. Right. Who cares what, what another person's kid's doing? Like right. they're they're not yeah. my kids. Yeah. Uh, as long as they don't annoy me or, or, or steal my stuff or get in my way, I don't care what happens to them yeah. because they're not my kids. Yeah. And he says, but you are God's children, and he does care what happens yeah. to you. Beautiful. That's just nice. Yeah, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Verse 12, Therefore, lift your
0: drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees, which sounds like me running, by the way, uh, <laughs> And make and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, that it may become defiled, that no sexual immoral or unholy like Esau, poor Esau, who sold his birthright for a single meal. For you know that afterward, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no chance to repent though he sought
1: it with tears. Paul says everything is based on grace, right? Yeah. The author of Hebrews says, be careful how you live. And if you read all of Paul's writings, you find out he says the same stuff. He said, yeah. also says, how you live does make a difference. And that's what he's saying here. He's saying, you know, strengthen yourself um, and and carry on. Don't Don't become bitter. Yeah, why, why do we have to? Why do we have to read these? <laughs> after I've been here at work all day,
0: <laughs> we need to do this after you've just come out from just a glorious day of you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, something, something better than, than my normal day, where I'm bitter, bitter and grumpy. <laughs> and he's and and watch out for sexual immorality. And again, Esau. I always feel bad for Esau because he sold his birthright for a single meal. And I always I often think, I don't know. I always liked Esau, but he did sell his birthright. So don't don't do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Don't do the little things that are going to turn you away from the God that you're serving.
0: Yeah. That's a nice turn of that layer because it it was seems like such a small thing, but it was yet such a big thing at the.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, and you and I both said, remember in the last one that we would have, so we would have went for the bowl of soup. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. My my choices are a bowl of chunky or or to to die. I think I'll take the bowl of chunky. Like hello. <laughs> yeah.
1: But then his brother was a jerk, and but God loved his brother, so yeah. I can't get past that. Yeah. So anyway, so, verse so now 18. verse
0: number eighteen. For you have not come to what. May be touched a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and tempted and a tempest sorry and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further message be spoken to them for they could not endure what uh, endured the order that was given even if a beast touches the mountain it shall be stoned indeed so terrifying was the sight that moses said i tremble with fear but you have come to mount zion and to the city of the living god the heavenly Jerusalem, to the innumerable angels in the festival gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Oh, interesting. Uh,
1: Nice. Now, now say what you're going to say about that passage. You're going to say, Larry, that sounds just like...
0: Uh I was.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well you 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 often do. You often say to me, That sounds a lot like Revelation. That sounds like the a little bit of the vision of heaven. Oh, okay,
0: yeah, yeah. I was thinking I was thinking, yeah, we've touched on this in in eleven, right? Like he's kind of rehashing something that we saw before in
1: the Yes, yeah. Yeah. It's it's awful hard to answer questions when they, you know, we always have to remember this with our students. It's hard to just (laughs) I don't know what you're thinking. But it is interesting that that right, like we were talking
0: at, at the start, there is a tie back right to that apocalyptic literature right here, isn't there?
1: Yes, there is, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so now he says, so what he says here is, is there's a change that's happened here. And of course, the place with the fire and the blaze and the darkness and no animal could touch it, but it was, it was a real place. And if a beast touches it, of course, you had to stone the beast. Anybody who touched it when Moses was up there is all referring to the first covenant in the law. Right. And um, and he says, but now, now you've come to, to Zion, you know, the heavenly Jerusalem. Innumerable angels uh, gathering together in the assembly of the firstborn. In, into this assembly of the firstborn. That's Jesus, of course, right? Into Jesus' yeah. assembly. And God, okay. who's going to judge everybody, is there. And Jesus... Is our mediator and he sprinkled his blood on it which is which the whole the whole package is there yep. remember he's talking to people that want to go back and reinstate the law yeah okay and, and he's trying to tell them we've moved on from that like that was that was a scary time and now we've moved into this glorious time that we've entered now right yeah and don't forget just before he he said he said, "You haven't you haven't withstood to the point of blood yet." I don't know what your problem is. Yes, right. And, but now he's saying, "But this is a glorious thing." It's it, there's something in it that in the natural doesn't work, right? Yep. That that what we're going for is glory and joy and it's going to be fabulous and even fun. We could say, Yep. you know. And um, how how are we getting there through this through this really hard path? Right, uh, and. Um, which is kind of interesting, eh? Yeah. And I like that he says that that yeah. the blood is even speaks even a better word than the blood of Abel, because remember he does say the blood of Abel continues to speak even though he's dead. His 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 death continues to speak to us. Right. But Jesus is greater than that, and that's the one that we've chosen to serve. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, folks. Twenty-five see to it that you do not refuse him who is speaking for if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth much less will will we escape if we reject him who warns us from heaven at that time his voice shook the earth but now he has promised yet once more i will shake not only the earth but the heavens but also the heavens this phrase yet once more indicates the removal of things that are shaken that is things that are that have been made in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, let us be grateful for the receiving a kingdom, for our, or let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe,
1: for our God is a consuming fire. Nice. Um. Th- this is uh, end time talk, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. This, this this, I'm going to shake the world. You know, I'm going to everything in this world is going to be destroyed. That's end time talk. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, in the prophets too. I'm going to wrap up the world like like an old rag and discard it. Yeah. You know, um, all of the things are going to are going to disappear. All of the heavens, the created things are going to disappear, and only those other things that that can't be shaken, the spiritual thing, is the thing that's going to remain. For our God is a consuming fire.
0: Hmm.
1: He w- so therefore, don't reject this thing, guys. Don't don't go back to what you knew. Keep pressing on for Jesus. Um, God's going to consume everything, and you're only going to survive through Jesus. Right. And I have to remember that when I'm talking to my Baha'i friends. Yeah. Because they they will really convince you that every road leads to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and and it doesn't. Yeah, it's it's about Jesus and God will consume all of this. Yeah. And by the way, that I think our God is a consuming fire is another John Wesley, mm. sir. Yeah, 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 um, And where they said when he spoke, there were times when people would hang on to the chairs so that they wouldn't get sucked into hell. <laughs> wow. Had yeah. away with words, I would wow. say. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, or away with the spirit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one or, one yeah. or the other. Yeah. So. So again, all that he's trying to say to us is, or the author is trying to say is, is continue on for Jesus. The stuff of this life doesn't really matter, but how you live this life really does. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Folks, there's there's no better ending than that. My friend, thank you for that. We're so glad that you join us every every week, folks. Uh, We'll be back in seven days time with another episode of the Apocalypse Podcast.